So I just wanted to continue in Matthew chapter six. Um, love this, just love this scripture because it's all of Jesus speaking. And so in the lot in the last podcast, I was coming from Matthew chapter six, verses twenty two through twenty three, and we were talking about the light. And now I wanted to move on down to verse twenty six. Um. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, and ye not much better than they. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whatever withal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And so this this right here can clear up a lot of anxiety in people if they just really, truly took hold of this truth. When it talks about don't overthink tomorrow don't over prepare for things in the future because first of all we don't even know what the future holds to that extent where we should be too over consumed and over planning and all those things because he says you don't know what's going to befall your day tomorrow and and today he has enough enough things that's going to happen for you to focus on today and when you're seeking first the kingdom of God, that is also showing the showing you that there's a different kind of kingdom and it has different focus than the other kingdom. So he's like, if you're seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you will be okay with what to wear and what to drink and what to where to go and all those things. You, the Lord will help you guide your steps and he will be in front of what you're doing. So you won't have to have anxiety and too much stress about the things that are not as important. Okay. So that's what he's basically trying to say is people just get themselves all in a tizzy and all overly consumed with, you know, the, the cares of this world to the point where they don't even have the open mind for what Christ might be trying to do in their life that day with opportunity. The Lord may be giving you to be a witness because you're so focused on paying bills and don't get me started on the list, but you know what I'm talking about. So when I, I, I deal with, I, I do biblical counseling. And so I've been doing it for years, but I just finally got certified last year. And when I'm talking to people, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of people admit that they have anxiety problems, that they have different things that plague them on a day-to-day basis. And 
I'm just like, why are you so over concerned about your children? And why are you so over concerned about your husband? And to a certain degree, you can't control these people. You you can have the best intentions for them and everything, but you can't control them. And you can't get them saved. It's not your job to get them saved. It's your job to be a good witness. And it's your job to um, love and pray for them and intercede and all those things. But it's not your job to get them saved. And I see a lot of people, they they just really let the enemy use them. You know, you use these situations in their lives to frustrate them. And it's mainly because they are trying to be God in that person's life. And that person has almost become like an obsession. And the Lord's saying, don't even worry about what you're going to eat, you know, from day to day. Don't be so focused on that kind of stuff. And that's why we have all these cooking shows. That's why we have all these things that the enemy wants to keep you focused on your day-to-day stuff. Because he knows as long as your mind is consumed with that, you don't have time to go get a prayer life. You don't have time to go read the word. If all you're doing is just focused on human needs and meeting those human needs all the time, you're not going to, you know, you he can fill your schedule up for you. So um, what I'm basically trying to say is sometimes with all the options that we have, especially in this tech world where you can Google whatever you want. You can entertain how you can be entertained from your phone. Even if you're in a meeting and stuff, you can still be watching something else on your phone or listening to something else. I mean, it's really, it really takes effort to stop yourself and to take time away and just be quiet and just not have any distractions because this world is just bombarding you all the time with options, you know, of what you can eat, what you can drink, um, where you can go to be entertained. Um, and then, you, and if that wasn't enough distraction, then you have your own family issues that can distract you from just allowing the Lord to be the Lord in your life. And he's basically saying, stop worrying. <laughs> you know, if he doesn't want you worrying about what you're going to, the basic things about even eating. And he said, the Lord, the heavenly father knows you have needed these things. He's basically saying, I can take care of your bigger problems too. I can take care of your small problems, your big problems, you know, give it to me. And that's why he said his his yoke is easy and his burden is light. But people burden their own self down. And then when you burden your own self down, what happens? Here comes the anxiety. Here comes the frustration. But the Lord never intended for us to live like that. So that's why we have to start first gear our minds back on our treasure. We got to put our treasures in the right place. And we got to quit putting other things on top of our relationship with the Lord. And we got to let him be who he's supposed to be in our life. And when he becomes that, he becomes everything. And then that's when we're seeking the kingdom first. And then once we're seeking his 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 ways and his unctioning, we will be so smooth. Everything else will run so smooth. You'll be surprised how much the rest of your family starts lining up, how much the, the things that you thought, if you put all this time into, that it would pay off for you. But you start seeing, okay, when I'm coming from the perspective of the Bible and I'm coming from the perspective of the kingdom, the kingdom is first, not my family. I mean, and I can I can I can give you some examples in my own life how I had to put this into into play. But I don't want this to be longer than
So like I was saying at the beginning is I deal with a lot of people that have anxiety problems and they have other things they have going on um, in their mind that cause them to be stressed, like highly, highly stressed and um, not able to focus and not able to just have a peaceful mind. So I'm just going to spend this last couple minutes giving you some tips on how to be able to seek first the kingdom and also how to not be such a warrior because um, God doesn't God wants us to be a warrior not a warrior okay so here we go the first tip would be to make sure that you're reflecting you're spending time thinking about the things of the Lord you know um, think about things that will bring more people into the into the knowledge of, of God and when you do that Believe me, it helps renew your mind. It helps refresh you. Um, some people call it meditating. But when I say, well, when they say they meditate, I was like, well, what are you meditating on? Because sometimes meditation can also be un- ineffective because your mind is just wandering on all these other things. Um, but I, I would suggest that you use the word of God when you're meditating. If you're just having quiet time, it's good. It's very good. But I would make sure that I have some scriptures nearby to meditate on, not just let my mind wander or to use other books other than the Bible to meditate with. I would just use the word God. It's the strongest, it's the most supreme um, uh, supreme authority is the word of God. So anything that you would meditate on other than that is, a, is not a counterfeit, but it's just not as strong as the word of God being spoken and thought in your thoughts over and over again. So that would be my first tip. Meditating on the word of God, having quiet time, forcing yourself to take that time. Some people do this while they journal. Um, and I think I also journal sometimes. I haven't had a lot of free time lately to journal, but I, I make a discipline of reading my word every single day. And so that is really that's really helped me. Another thing, number two, surround yourself with other believers. Find some other believers to get around. If you don't have any family members, anybody in your household that's a believer and that is walking it out and living it out, you need to find, the Lord will bring someone, if that's your desire, he will bring other people around you that's going to um, motivate you spiritually and sharpen you spiritually. He says, iron sharpens iron. So it's not right for you to be the only that you're not taking effort into putting time in with other believers, whether it be a life group at your church or time of devotion with your with your family in the household. If you are in charge of the household, you can, you know, ask the children, hey, what, when is a good time for us all to get together where there's nothing else that's going to distract us and we can do a family devotion a couple times a week? I found a couple of families when I saw how their children were turning out, I was asking them, what are some of your disciplines in your household? Because this child is phenomenal. And I ask people. I mean, I'm, I'm not too too shy or, you know, to ask people. If I see something that they're doing that's working, I ask them, what is it that you do? And, I, and almost, almost 100%, if not every single time, they have some kind of discipline in their household with prayer and family devotions. And um, and I think that's, that's awesome. That's definitely the second tip. And if you can't do it at the house, then find a life group because most churches have those. Um, and then the third and final 
tip I would give on how to seek first the kingdom, how to keep your yourself not so consumed with worrying and overconsumed with stressful things in your day to day and just overthinking too much would be of course prayer. You know, you gotta have that time. You gotta make that time for prayer. Because a lot of times all the anxieties and all things that you really are facing can be handled in prayer. And the best source to, to go to about any issue that you're facing is the Lord directly. Because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's going to happen. So he can quiet your mind. He can settle you down and let you realize that, hey, I need to give, I need to relinquish this control. I need to relinquish this this urge to want to control everything or to control this particular situation. A lot of times that's what's causing the anxiety is that you want the control and you don't have the control over the situation. So a lot of times just when you go back for the Lord in prayer, you can realize, hey, why do I feel like I need to control this particular environment or this particular situation? What in me is making me want to do that? Because I'm telling you, a lot of times that's just asking for frustration. If other people are involved and it's not just you involved in the in the overall process, you can't control what another person is going to think, do, say. You can't make them do anything. So a lot of times it's best just to give it to God in prayer. And that's the best, really, that's the best thing you can do, the most productive thing you can do in most situations where you're getting overly worried or you're getting overly focused on something that you really need to live you need you need to leave it alone because the more you you focus on it and the more you try to control it i'm telling you resistance is more likely going to happen um than cooperation because you're probably approaching it from a position of it has to go down this way it has to turn out this way or you know i'm going to blow up or i'm going i'm going to make sure everybody understands that i'm i'm upset with this you know and sometimes it's okay. It's okay to want, you know, like that promotion or to want to have positive outcomes in your in your in your life. I mean, I'm not saying that that's wrong to want those things, but it is wrong to worry and focus and choose to become prideful to, to almost to a degree of pride if these things don't turn out the way you want them to turn out. Now you turn into a place of bitterness, complaining. You know, it's opening the door for you to have expectations that may or may not be fulfilled. And then a lot of times that just takes you downward instead of up. And I don't want you going downward. I want you to stay high. Stay high. (laughs) High like the clouds. Stay above anxiety, above depression and all those things. Um, But the joy of the Lord... The joy of the Lord is is our strength. We know that he's good. We know that he loves us. And so when we can bask on those things and we know those things that he loves us and that in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand he has pleasures forevermore, that's somewhere in Psalms. Don't get me to try to remember where it's at, but I know it's in Psalms. I'm quoting scripture now. These things are what you need to focus on is I have joy. I'm choosing to have joy. I'm not going to let any circumstance take away my focus from the Lord to the point where it's, it's turning into an um, a obsession, okay? So when you don't obsess over things and you don't try to control things, you'll be surprised 
how much anxiety and all that stuff starts to kind of get less and less a part of your reality. It starts to hardly ever even come into your life because you're choosing to take authority over that by having a place of peace with the Lord. You know, he says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. And so I'm just going to end with that. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. May you be blessed. Have a wonderful day in Jesus and be a better human.